Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. It's Premier League opening day. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined, as ever, by my co-host, Tom Walker. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for tuning in. Premier League weekend is upon us. Before we get started properly with this show, I just want to say a massive thank you to everybody who listened last week to our Football League opening day podcast. We absolutely smashed our record number of plays, listens. Um, so thank you to everybody who did listen to the show. Hopefully you're back this week. It was a bit of a nightmare week for betting, wasn't it? <laughs> so uh, hopefully yeah. there's a second chance here. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, was an ideal, uh, but... You know, good to have football back, uh, regardless. So yes, um, we actually we came close though, didn't we? We came close to winning the treble. It just just wasn't to yeah, be. Yeah, it's Bradford, wasn't it, that uh, let your treble down? Yeah. But so yeah. so many teams that were favourites that you think should have won. You know, we're talking Sunderland, Cardiff, Bradford, Portsmouth, uh, Stoke. Um, plenty more in there. The, I think I tweeted out about eight or nine teams who were favourites who expect to have won, but didn't. So um, we'll start again this weekend and hopefully things play out how we expect them to. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, one of those weekends, and you know the uh, the opening day. You know, it's always always a bit of a mixed bag, isn't it? So happy that the Premier yeah. League's back. And, you know, uh, return to the second round of fixtures of the Football League. Sure. So, guys, if you do enjoy the show, please do rate and review us on um, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast. We'd really appreciate that if you could just go on, uh, spend literally not even 30 seconds to leave a rating. uh, And that would help us kind of get more exposure again and produce a better quality show for you. So if you can take the time, you enjoyed the show, perhaps want a bit of money, we'd really appreciate that. Yep, please do. Now, let's get on to the Premier League. Um, yeah. Odds-wise, it might not be the most lucrative part of the show, but my God, are there talking points. Yeah, plenty of talking points. Odds, you just look at the first game, Friday night, Liverpool-Norwich, Liverpool 1-7. to um, these are the the odds we often deal with with the uh, Premier League because of the the gap between these top teams and the rest. So, fully expect Liverpool to win on Friday. Um, not really much going from a betting perspective, personally. No, agreed, agreed. Um, it is going to be one of those games, and it we got Norwich, who you know I, I'm quite excited to see them. To be honest, they yeah. they played some really good football, didn't they, in the uh, in the championship? So I definitely uh, am excited to see them. One thing that I would say uh, that I'm looking at it certainly is something to bet on because, as you said, one to seven, we're not, we're not interested in that. Um, Liverpool hardly been sparkling in preseason, um, struggled quite a lot. Um, they, their front three, neither of them got a big rest. Mane and Salah, African Cup of Nations. Firmino, uh, the South American version, completely forgot the name of it. Copper America. Copper America, that's the one. Not even hard to remember, <laughs> is it? Uh, so I do fancy Norwich to score. They do play some quite expansive football. They've got some good attacking fullbacks. 
and they made some forward-thinking signings. So something that I wouldn't put your mortgage on, obviously, but Liverpool to win, both teams to score, is 15-8. to eight. So you're going to get you know considerably better value if you go down that route. Wouldn't be surprised if they did notch one, at least. Yeah, massively better value if you go with that. Uh, personally, I, uh, would I go for it? Not so sure, personally. But um, I can see if, if you're looking for something from this game that gives you a bit of value, it is a good route to go down. Um, yeah. Saturday, then, we kick off with West Ham at home to Manchester City. City priced at 2-9, to you'd expect. Um, again, similar to the Liverpool situation for me. City should win this one fairly comfortably. I think West Ham will be decent this season. Uh, they've made some really good signings, I think, like four nows, Haller. Some, they should do well this season in the Premier League, um, but not on opening day for me. 11-1 to 1 for West Ham to get the upset victory. Cannot see it happening. Yeah, their season's going to start next week isn't it? Yeah, for yeah. West Ham. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you can go after City, especially when you're at home. It gives you a platform to go after them. But, yeah, they they just look good again, don't they? De Bruyne's back. I, I, sometimes it's easy to forget they won the league without having arguably their best player available for most of it. And mm. he's back. And Rodri looks looks pretty decent. And they've recently got uh, Cancelo. So, it, it's yeah, it's an uphill battle for West Ham, but no shame in that. Nope. Okay, so the three o'clock then, you've got Bournemouth, Sheffield United, Burnley, Southampton, Palace, Everton, Watford, Brighton. The standout one is probably for most people Bournemouth, Sheffield United. Um, Bournemouth are 19 to 20 to get the win. I think they'll do it. I think it won't be as easy as a lot of people are probably expecting this to be but I do think Bournemouth are good value for the three points here. Their team is uh, it's much more settled. It's much They've got much more quality, Premier League quality especially, than Sheffield United's team with United. They've brought in quite a lot of very good championship players. Um, they're going to take a little bit of time to gel. It remains to be seen whether they're actually good enough to cut it in the Premier League. So... I do think uh, they'll shock a few teams along the way, Sheffield United, but not this weekend. But I don't think it's going to be a battering for Bournemouth. Agreed. Agreed. Bournemouth, uh, you know, the shining example of every promoted promoted team, aren't they? Yep. They've, they improve year after year. Every year they, they get a couple of players that make them that little bit better. And every year they, they seem to be further and further away from relegation. and a more, you know, a, a top half thinking club. Um, closing in on yeah. Harry Wilson as well, which I think is a really exciting loan signing. I, I think they started off really well last season, um, including an EFL Cup game. They only actually lost one of their opening six matches, Bournemouth. Um, and at home, they didn't actually lose uh, their first home game um, until the 3rd of November. Mm. That was a 2-1 defeat by Manchester United. So, started well at home last year. I expect the same. Agreed with you, Tom. 19-20 to 20 is a good price. Again, this sounds you know very similar to my Liverpool tip. If you fancy Sheffield United to ruffle a few feathers and 
you know, I fancy him to at least get on the score sheet. Bournemouth to win and both teams to score three to one. And I think that's very good value. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? Um, anything else which you like the look of from those three o'clocks we read out? Um, personally, if I had to pick something else, I'd be looking at Everton away at Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally, Everton are the one team who are really going in for Zaha. Whether he'll be wearing an Everton shirt or a Palace shirt, you know, we're recording this podcast on Tuesday the 6th. Transfer window shuts on, what, the 8th? So there's still a bit of time. Yeah, there's still a bit of time for a late bid to come in from Everton and a deal to be done. Uh, Whether it'll actually happen or not this late in the day, I'm not so sure, but... You never know, Zaha could be lining up for this game in an Everton shirt. Um, either way, I think they've made some good additions. Moyes Keane from Juventus. What a signing, by the way. Yeah. I think that's, that is a fantastic signing. Fantastic. Yeah. For the fee as well that they've got him for, under £30 million, a really upcoming good young striker. Great deal in there from Everton. I think out of these two sides, um, Everton at 11-8 to are the team I'd go for here. Yeah. Uh, Everton, very similar to Bournemouth, but just a bit further along the line. Um, Every year since they've been taken over, they seem to add one or two players that make him a bit better. And then the next year, they get one or two players that make him a bit better. And I I feel quite quite strongly about Everton this year. Uh, Silver's, you know, he's not new to the job now, is he? So I expect them to uh, come up against a Palace team that, my God, sign a striker. I, <laughs> I'm sure Hodgson is trying. I'm sure, I'm sure he is. And I'm sure I'm just being, you know, that's, that fan that everyone hates. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Sign a striker. But I'm honestly getting sick of it now. I don't even support him. But they're going to they're gonna struggle if they don't sign. And, that, and by the way, for people tweeting in, Jordan Ayew does not count. <laughs> he does not count. But, yeah, they've got to get themselves a striker ASAP. Anything else from the three clocks? You've also got Spurs, Villa, 5.30. Anything take your fancy there? You'd think Spurs should should win that one? Yeah, Spurs comfortable. Um, although I've uh, tipped to both teams, uh, you know, home team to win, both teams to score. Not convinced about Villa. Um, don't know half of their signings. So I'm going to yeah. wait for a little bit uh, before I start saying that Villa are going to cause problems at uh, Spurs' uh, home ground. Yeah, I think, what, how many signings have they made now? Is it 11? 11 or 12. 11? Yeah, like 12. Yeah. yeah, it's mental. Um, completely unnecessary, may I add, in my opinion. Completely unnecessary. Um, you know, whether they gel and do well or... Whether they go the Fulham route remains to be seen, but uh, I'd certainly be taking watching briefs on Aston Villa as a, as a club um, for the foreseeable future. Tottenham, 3-10, to 10, not too much value in that, but uh, they should definitely get the three points. Yeah, for sure. Um, one tiny thing I'd like to throw out there, I think Watford are nicely priced, 10-11. Uh, um, you know, they... Had a good season last year. There's a little bit of, you know, transfer rumours about people like Ducore. And so there's a little bit of uncertainty there. But, you know, I was impressed by Watford and 
Brighton last year, I was very, very disappointed by. Um, I know they've, you know, they've obviously got Graham Potter now and they've made a clutch of championship largely based signings that they're hoping comes off, which there's nothing wrong with that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ian Wright came from non-league. So, you know, there are good players to be found in, you know, second tier and below, but it is a bit of a gamble. Uh, for me, I would be looking at Watford, um, you know, over anything. Uh, they are nicely priced, I think, 10 to 11 against a Brighton team that since they've been in the Premier League have really struggled on the road. Yeah. So on to Sunday, and it is a pretty super Sunday. We've got Leicester against Wolves and Newcastle Arsenal both kicking off at two o'clock. Um, Leicester Wolves is a really interesting game. It's so early on in the season, two teams who you'd really be looking at to break into the top six. If any of the chasing pack are going to do it, you'd be looking at these two as probably your two outstanding candidates. Possibly Everton to go along with that. Leicester priced at six to five. The draw eleven to five. Wolves twelve to five. Is there anything that you like the look of for this, or is it take a watch in brief because it could go either way? Yes, um, I would take a watch in brief, but I think both teams are going to score here, uh, ten to eleven. Wolves are very dangerous again, like Villa. Eleven sign-ins this summer, um, not all of them. I don't think are for the first team right away. So that may be a little bit inaccurate. And, you know, who's actually going to come in and, and you know, make that kind of first team impact. But there have been a couple of signings that they've made, uh, particularly Cutrone is, you know, one to really make you stand up. Uh, forward comes in from AC mm. Milan. They're going to be attack-minded. Um, you know, <laughs> that's just who they are. Of all their signings, uh, so far this summer, only uh, Jesus Vallejo on loan from Real Madrid was a recognised defender. Everybody else yeah. was either a midfielder, winger or striker. So that tells you how they're going to play. And in terms of Leicester, who's going to play at centre-back? I know they'll probably strengthen, but right now you're, you're probably looking at someone like Johnny Evans, maybe. Someone like mm-hmm. that uh, partnered with... Where's Morgan? I don't really know who's going to play centre-half for Leicester right now. Um, I'm sure it will all become clear. But as we record this podcast kind of right now, I'm not 100% sure who they're going to play at the back. So I do expect them to concede a goal. Both teams to score is 10 to 11. So the other two o'clock there, Newcastle-Arsenal, is uh, a really... Interesting one. Newcastle, Steve Bruce's first competitive game in charge uh, at home at 7-2. Arsenal, 8-11 to favourites for this. Boosted by the signing of Nicolas Pepe. Rumours swirling that they could be chucking a loan bid in for Coutinho. Uh, Rugani from Juventus also rumoured to be coming in. So, you know, Arsenal really trying to make some moves in this transfer window. But... To me, they're not strengthening the right places. Rugani's a start, but we spoke so many times, I think, on the podcast before about they are good going forward. They do play great attacking football. You know, Aubameyang and Lacazette, two very good players, but it's at the back. 
So you see him spending so much money on Pepe, and you're thinking, geez, just sign some better um, fullbacks and centre-backs, yeah. and they're there just not doing it. Um, even this Rugani, it. who could I possibly be coming in for the best part of 40 or 50 million, if Juventus don't want him, as an Arsenal fan, you want in Juventus knockoffs? Looking really, back is that at a way Leno to progress? picking the ball out of his club? net. Do you I know what I mean? It was I'm just so it was so true. It kind of encapsulated, you know, you're gonna have all these amazing players going forward and you're still playing Mustafi or Socrates at the back. And Monreal is still hanging on to left back and it's it's baffling. It is baffling. I'm not sure what to think to this game. I think, you know, Brucey's gonna have them right up for it, isn't he? I think they're going to be compact. I think they're going to, you know, really try and uh, really try and ruffle up some feathers. Uh, even even with the managerial change, I don't think I don't think a lot's going to change with their style because you know you can't you can't ask someone to dance when they've got two left feet. Do you know what I mean? And I, I feel like feel like that's the same with Newcastle. It's largely the same group, isn't it? So. Lot's going to be pinned on, uh, is it Joe Linton from Hoffenheim? St. Maxim was a good signing. I've seen him play. He looks pretty, pretty tasty. So I'm excited to see that. Both young as well. So they're trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Um, I think Arsenal are going to win this game 8 to 11. Way too good for Newcastle going forward um, compared to Newcastle at the back. Again, there might be goals in this, but I do think Arsenal will come out on top. Arsenal have that reputation, don't they, of being a bit like flat-track bullies. They beat the lower clubs, but then really struggle against the, the fellow top six. Yeah. Teams like Newcastle generally don't seem to cause Arsenal too many problems um, when they've got that attacking superiority and they, they can outscore these kind of teams, whereas they can't play that way against the Liverpool or Man City, for example. Yeah, agreed. So the final game, then Man United, Chelsea, four thirty Sunday. United eleven to ten. The draw twenty three to ten. Chelsea five to two. Wow, really interesting game. Uh, Maguire eighty million to Manchester United, the highest fee paid for a defender in world football. Couple that with Wan Bissaka, Daniel James uh, against Chelsea. You know who will probably be playing a lot of the kids. Um, do you think Man United are going to win this one? or? Um, I'm going to go for... I know the profit chasers are going to kill me, but I'm going to go for draw. Right, here he goes I'm again. Looking at, <laughs> I'm looking at two teams. I'm looking at two teams with question marks over them. So United, um, obviously, Tom, you know, me and you, we, we both use the... Uh, we both are admins for the podcast Twitter yeah. account. All you have to do is scroll down the timeline and you'll see Glazers out, Woodward out, you know, the yellow and gold United, um, Badgers and all that kind of stuff. This is a club, despite Maguire, despite Wambasaka, despite James, that this is a club mm-hmm. that is not happy. The fan base is not happy. Right? Um Ed Woodward was quoted eighty million for Maguire in May. And he signs the bloke in August. So for the exact same fee, exact same fee. So who knows what was happening in those months, but it's things like that that frustrate the fans. And then you've got Chelsea on the other hand. They're optimistic that, you know, they've got Super Frank 
he's back at the club. He's he's their manager now, and you know for their situation, he seems like a good a good fit. Is you know the fans are relatively happy, but they're also a bit peeved that they've not been able to strengthen um, on the surface of things. As you mentioned, Mason Mount, Tammy Abraham, uh, Tamori, and James. All these players may end up proving to be you know Premier League quality players. There's a lot of unknowns. So I think you're going to get of 23 to 10. I think you're going to get two fallen giants come into mediocrity. And I think you're going to get a 1-1 or maybe even yeah. a nil-nil, 23 to 10. Yeah, games like this um, on opening day, I think you don't want to lose, do you? That's the main thing. You, you don't want to lose to a fellow top six rival on opening day. So I think that's going to be in the back of the minds of both teams. Um, so, I, yeah, I can see where you're coming from, certainly. What would you go for? Here's me calling you fancier. But uh, if I was going for something, I'm not going to say draw, but I'm, I'm going for under 2.5 goals, which is four to five, um, for the reasons which we've kind of spoke about. KG, you don't want to lose to a fellow top six rival on opening day. Um, it kind of all lends itself to a to a low scoring match. Um, whether that's a a nil nil, a one one all draw, or a, a one nil win, perhaps two nil win for for some team. Um, yeah, I think under two point five goals, four to five for this one. Yeah, a hundred percent. I you know I don't mean to you know Premier League opening day podcast. Everyone listen and everyone enjoy the show, but the biggest game of the weekend is going to be nil-nil. I don't mean to, you know, kind of ruin anyone's parade, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to be quite a cagey dull affair. Yeah. Right then, uh, let, let's move on to the championship, shall we? Yeah. Okay, first game. Um, I'm worried, Tom. I'm really worried. Oh, no. What's happening? Saturday, 12.30. Forest go to Leeds. Um, perhaps you're a new listener. You're not, yeah. you're not aware. Me and Tom are both Nottingham Forest fans. Um, and this could get really ugly very quickly. Leeds are 1-2 to two to get the win. This is, say, 12.30. Uh, it's on Sky, unfortunately for us, probably. <laughs> um, Leeds looked very, very good last week against Bristol City. Uh, playing away. At Ashton Gate, very, very convincing performance from uh, first minute to the last. Forrest, on the other hand, were absolutely dire against West Brom, um, first 10 minutes aside. Yeah. So you've got one team looking really good in Leeds and one team looking bang average and like there's a lot of work to do in Forest. So I am not hopeful for this match whatsoever. I think Leeds will win it one or two. Is it? It's actually probably not a bad price for Leeds. I think they'll get at least two goals for Leeds to get at least two goals. It's priced at four to six, so slightly better odds than the one to two on offer just for the win. Uh, but yeah, I don't think it's going to be good for Forest this game. Completely agree. Completely agree. It's going to be a bloodbath. Let's be honest. And I'm usually the positive, optimistic one about Forest here. No, and, uh... no. from what I've seen on Saturday, obviously we were we were on TV on um, on Saturday, right? And I'm yeah. sure a lot of people saw that 
Forrest just after the second goal went in, just kind of, that was it. Kind of packed up and that was it. There was never a spark after that. And there were two quite shocking goals, but, you know, where do you want to go to get your season, you know, kick-started? It's only the second game, might I add. There's no need to panic yet, but, you know, you don't want to go to Leeds, do you? Like wanting to pick up a result. Nah, you don't want that. And they were were really impressive against the Bristol City side that are, you know, mid-table, outside better for the playoffs. And I kind of feel that's where Forest are, yeah. you know. They're a mid-table team, in my view. And I think it's going to be, you know, I'm going to go between, I'm going to say 3-0 again for Leeds. Uh, but 1-2, to two, yeah. It uh, says everything you need, really, I think. Yeah. Um, so, talking about West Brom, who were very impressive mm-hmm. against Forest last weekend. They're at home to Millwall this weekend, priced at 17 to 20. I think that's a very good price, actually, just slightly below evens. They look really good, excellent game management, especially in the midfield and in defence. Remain Sawyer's around the show uh, last weekend. They lacked a little bit of cutting edge, if I had to throw one criticism at West Brom, but Billich looks like he's got them really well organised, um, playing very well together. You know, they've done well to absorb the losses that they have done, where they've lost Gale, Jay Rodriguez, you know, players like Harvey Barnes, Josh Murphy, who they had on loan. I think they should get a comfortable win at home against Millwall, who, fair play to Millwall, did get a decent win um, at home to Preston on opening day, but I think this is going to be a step too far. West Brom are much, much better than Millwall. Absolutely, yeah. Um Sawyers, as you mentioned, was absolutely taking the mick out of Forest in that midfield. Yeah. The guy's like chewing bubblegum for throughout the whole 90 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I've never yeah. understood how someone can play and chew gum. Is it uh, me? I'd choke to death, I think, if I, did, yeah. if I tried to do that. I'd yeah. probably choke to death if I tried to run, to be honest, though, at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, West Brom, 100. Um, percent They're really, you know, they're quite well priced. 17 to 20. It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, that's good. So one team who really let us down last week, and I think probably let a lot of people down on their accumulators, is uh, Brentford. Uh, we really thought they'd beat Birmingham at home. They didn't. They lost one nil. Um, they did hit the woodwork three times. However, I'm willing to give them one more chance this weekend on the double chance, though. Away at Middlesbrough, the price at 2-1 to one on the nose, double chance, so either draw or Brentford to win is 4-7. to seven, So the odds are slightly worse, but uh, it does give us that extra layer of security. Um, I'm worried they lack a little bit of cutting edge. Now Neil Morpé is gone. So we'll, wait. we'll have to see whether they get someone else in as a replacement for him. But uh, they do have generally a lot of good quality in that squad. Um, I'm willing to go again for Brentford, but on the double chance this weekend. Yeah, a lot of quality. Same with Middlesbrough. Um, came a crossbar's width, um, you know, from, from winning against Luton, which would have been a great result. 
Um, but yeah, double chance adds that extra layer of security, doesn't it? Yep. So yeah, agreed. Um, let's move on to something I think is a bit of an outsider and worth a little bit of, you know, maybe a, a punt at 12 to 5. Uh, we're looking at Charlton Athletic. They are at home to Stoke. Charlton uh, managed to beat Blackburn on the road 2-1. Very, very nice welcome back to the league for them. And Stoke, everyone's hoping from a Stoke point of view, this is the year after a disastrous year last year. But they lost at home to Mark Warburton's QPR 2-1. Read the reports on Twitter, watched a couple of the highlights. As far as I can tell, Stoke were absolutely horrendous. The fans were absolutely destroying them. And I'm thinking, first home game for Charlton back after that road win against uh, Blackburn, you know, 12-5 to against the Stoke team, already with a bit of negativity around them. Worth an outside bet. Worth a look, I think, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, one of them teams, like we say, very disappointing on opening day. So, Charlton can certainly capitalise on that in the... The first home game, it's not going to get any easier for Stoke, that's uh, that's for sure. Um, anything else you want to look at betting-wise or um, shall we move on to League One? I think Fulham price at 3-4 to four at home to Blackburn. I'd say leave Fulham out this week to people. They were so poor away at Barnsley last weekend. Um, they're not worth the risk for me, despite the quality, obvious, very obvious quality in their squad. Uh, just not worth the risk right now. I actually watched the full 90 minutes, Barnsley Fulham. And yeah, two things. Number one, Fulham were absolutely flat as a pancake. Dreadful. No creativity at all. Uh, and on the flip side, just for future reference, Profit Chasers, Barnsley were absolutely outstanding. So yeah, avoid that one for now. League One time. Yep, absolutely. So, but let's kick things off with Coventry. Their price at one to two, playing away at beleaguered Bolton. Um, Bolton lost their first game last weekend against Wickham. Coventry are a much sterner test than Wickham. Um, I've not actually seen if Bolton have signed any more players. They did travel with just what three senior outfield players last weekend against Wickham. So. I'm not quite sure, to be honest, whether that situation has improved or not. But it won't have improved drastically enough for them to have sufficient quality to beat Coventry, I believe. Um, Tom, you know, you've just told me that they've got Matt Godden in as well, Coventry. So that's an excellent signing for them. They have proven goal scorer at this level. So he'll be a great addition. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Um, He's just joined. um, Yeah. Uh, Coventry directly from Peterborough Um, and yeah he signed a three-year contract undisclosed fee so good signing there and yeah Bolton hilarious what from the outside anyway they they announced the team sheet on Twitter three to five players no one even knew were at the club and then the next tweet they announced the signings of three to five players I don't know why it was done that way it was just hilarious Um, yeah Bolton in big trouble. Let's talk about a team that um, impressed very much so on Saturday, and that's Joey Barton's Fleetwood. Had a very tough game away at Peterborough on the weekend. 
But they came away from that with a 3-1 victory, which certainly made a lot of people kind of sit up and, and take notice. Wimbledon, they had a tough opening game. Um, they lost at home to Rotherham 2-1. We expect Rotherham to be up there and maybe Wimbledon to not be up there. Fleetwood are priced at 4-5. to five. I think that is a cracking price against Wimbledon, who obviously can give teams a game, as they did against Rotherham, but ultimately Wimbledon should, should probably be on the losing side mm. of that one. Yep, definitely Fleetwood. Very impressive. Probably one of the most impressive teams in, uh, in League One last weekend. Um, which brings me on to Peter. Yeah, yeah which result. brings me on to Peterborough. They play away at Oxford. I think this one is going to be both teams to score, priced at four to six. So the bookies do agree. I'm looking at the attacking players for both sides. The way that they play, they set themselves up to uh, kind of attack first, very front foot focused. Peterborough players like Ivan Tony, uh, Mo Isa, Marcus Madison. Then for Oxford, you've got you know James Henry, who is consistently scoring at this level. Harik Fosu Henry. They've even got Ben Woodburn on loan, which is a, a real steal for uh, for League One. Yeah. They got a great result last weekend, drawing away at Sunderland, did Oxford. So they've got confidence from that opening game. I definitely think they'll give Peterborough a very good game. Um, Result-wise, I don't know which way this is going to go, but I do think there'll be goals in it and it'll be an entertaining one. Absolutely, yeah. Goals guaranteed. Guaranteed down there. Um, so, yeah, good, good, strong tip from yourself. Uh, big game in League One. Not 100% sure which way this one's going to go. We've got Ipswich and Sunderland. Uh, that's a massive game at Portman Road already. Um, you know, even though it's only the second game, you want to set your stall out, don't you? Especially uh, when both sets of fans are, are very expectant this season. And then we got Rotherham and Lincoln as well. Rotherham, obviously. Uh, recently relegated, Lincoln recently promoted, but the bookies have him down. Similar odds uh, for promotion. Lincoln, very impressive on the weekend. Rotherham, quite methodical mm. in their victory. So, Some big games today. Uh, sorry, some big games on the weekend. One I was going to mention um, is Portsmouth Tranmere. I think this is you know, probably the most obvious, I'd say, um, of the fixtures. Tramir, in all competitions, haven't won in their last six competitive games and none of their last seven competitive away matches. They're in a new league and they're playing a Portsmouth side that, uh, although they lost away at Shrewsbury, which was a big shock, they bounced back in midweek and beat championship side Birmingham 3-0 in the Carabao Cup. So I think a Tramir side that lost 3-2 at home to Rochdale shouldn't pose too many issues. Uh, for Portsmouth. Obviously, John Marquise, uh, he did play on the weekend, but that's yep. a big signing for them. Expect him to get on the goal sheet. On, on the, uh, what am I trying to say? Score Expect sheet. him to get on the score sheet, not goal sheet. Score sheet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely think that one will come in. Um, okay, let's move on to League Two then. Let's see what we've got here. I still find League Two very hard to pick at this stage of the season. I really do. Um, a couple of standouts though. Mansfield against Morecambe is the first. It's priced as you'd probably expect. To be honest, eight to thirteen. 
um, for Mansfield to get the victory at home. They did get a battling two-all draw where Newport County, um, considering they were 2-0 down at half-time, actually a pretty good result in the end for Mansfield. But um, you know, I'm, I'm just looking... One thing that concerns me about them is that last season they drew too many games and that's why largely they didn't get promoted automatically. Are we seeing, going to be seeing the same thing again? I know that's quite an assumption to make after just one game, but you know it's an area of concern and that first game certainly won't have it won't have done anything to to ease those concerns of any Mansfield town fans um no. that they've actually improved upon their shortcomings from last season so uh, <laughs> they should win however here um 8 to 13 is uh, it's not the greatest price in the world but that like we say it should come in yeah i always feel like if you play with all due respect i feel like if- if you play Morecambe, you've got a chance. This is a team that is consistently at the bottom and consistently year in, year out, just try yeah. to stay up. So expect them to um, find it tough against Mansfield. Let's talk about a team that was quite disappointing again um, opening day. This is Colchester. So we mentioned before, Colchester have been quite productive in the transfer market and picked up some very good players uh, for their League 2 promotion push. Unfortunately, they could only draw 1-1 to Port Vale. Um, Port Vale, you know, they're, they're not the worst side in the division, but we do expect them to be you know, kind of down there. They did get the early goal uh, five minutes in Tom Pope, so maybe that helped them settle into a, a defensive kind of shell. Colchester travel away to Plymouth. Ryan Lowe's Plymouth, quite a bit is expected of them this season. And they delivered nicely with a 3-0 win away at Crew Alexandra. Uh, they actually won both halves in that game as well. Another early goal setting the tone. Plymouth are priced at 11-10. And I do fully expect Plymouth to pick up where they left off last week with another home victory. Will it be 3-0? I'm not sure. Um, I can you know, see, can see Colchester posing a bit more of a problem. But I feel like if you struggle at home against Port Vale, you're going to find it tough um, on a long away day in Plymouth. Yeah. Um, Last time Colchester won away at Plymouth, 1980. Been a while. There you go. (laughs) Strengthening my claim. Yeah. Um, One I'm not sure about. Well, so I'm not sure about. Bradford away at Grimsby. Bradford priced at six to five. They should win. Um, if you're looking at the two squads, quality-wise, Bradford is certainly better. I just feel disappointed, let down, stung, because they cost the bomb-proof treble last weekend. Um, playing against 10-man Cambridge at home, couldn't find a winner. Uh, very, very disappointing. They should beat Grimsby um, away. Do we trust them? Should we give them another shot? No, no. They're the villains of this show. (laughs) Profit chasers. You'll find out later on if you didn't listen last week. They're the villains of this show. And for me, you know, six to five for a team that played against, you know, uh, they were favourites at home and they played against 10 men for God knows how long. Didn't manage to find that goal. No, not ready for that at all, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, six to five, you can leave that. 
let's have a look if Bradford, uh, you know, were in a better position to bet on next week. Okay. Um, anything else from League Two which you do like the look of? <sighs> to be honest, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to. Um, you know, I don't want to upset League Two fans uh, by not covering their league. But it's just hard to bet on at the moment, isn't it? It's hard yeah, it to is. pick out. And- well, we, we want to provide as many winners as we can. Um, we don't just want to chuck things out for the sake of filling time, for the sake of giving tips out there. It, it's going to be poor quality. Um, so if there's nothing else, there's nothing else. Um, and that's, just... that's just the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ian, guys. So that wraps up the tips. We'll look at last week's bombproof trebles. So for my treble, unfortunately, uh, it wasn't to be. I had Brentford, who, as we said already in the show, hit the woodwork three times, but they lost 1-0 to Birmingham. He also had Cardiff. They had a tricky tie away at Wigan, and unfortunately, they ended up losing 3-2. And finally, I did have some success. Uh, Rotherham were tipped to win. My man, Freddie Ladapo, pulled through. They won 2-1 away at AFC Wimbledon. I feel like Freddie's going to be a, a proper cult hero on this uh, podcast. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah we're going to make it that way. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to love Freddie Ladapo. Great name. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, looks like a, a good talent scored on his debut. Uh, for myself, I was a whisker away, an absolute whisker. Uh, I had Blackpool at home to Bristol Rovers. They won 2-0. You also had both teams to score in the Forest-West Brom game and that finished 2-1 to West Brom. And unfortunately, Bradford, despite playing against Cambridge, 10-man Cambridge, for long, long periods, they could only manage a 0-0 draw, which cost the bomb-proof treble. Yeah, Dean, profit chasers, that's what I mean. This is why Bradford are the villains. That That is bang out of order. You don't do that to us and our profit chasers. No, especially no on way. opening day. Especially yeah, on opening day. If we'd have got an opening day winning treble um, amongst the absolute minefield of results that we saw on opening day, it would have been incredible. It'd be yeah. like, you know, Neo dodging bullets on the Matrix. <laughs> it would. Needle in the haystack kind of thing. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. Um, profit chasers, we did have a joint treble. Uh, unfortunately, that was uh, nothing to write home about, as you can imagine. Um, we had Brentford on there, Cardiff and Bradford, so no one came through. But new week, Premier League football's back. We got new opportunities to make profit. So if you are new and you're wondering what a bombproof treble is, this is the part of the show where me and Tom put together all of that research, knowledge, insight, gut feeling, whatever you want to call it, into a treble. Uh, we then you know, read it out to you guys. We back our own bets. We recommend putting on what only you can afford to lose. Hopefully, we all get on the same bet together. We bash the bookies and we go again the next week. So I am going to read out my treble this week, first of all. So... Starting off, I am going to go for Fleetwood Town. They are are at home to Wimbledon. They are priced at four to five. I'm also 
going to go for Plymouth Argyle. They are at home to Colchester United, and they are priced at 11 to 10. And finally, I'm going to go for Bournemouth in the Premier League. They are at home to Sheffield United, and they are priced at 19 to 20. So £10 on is going to return you 73.71. Okay. Yeah, not bad. So that's Plymouth, Bournemouth, and Fleetwood, right? Fleetwood, yeah. Nice, yeah. Two teams there in the, the Football League, very impressive on opening day, scoring three each, and then Bournemouth, who we think should uh, should get a, a steady win against Sheffield United. So it sounds good to me. Um, my yeah. treble, I'm going for a very mixed treble here. So starting. So we've hammered Forest, saying that we're going to get battered, battered this weekend. So I'm throwing a bit of caution to, to the win because this is the early kickoff, and I know people don't like early kickoff oh. trebles. So we're going Ooh. for Leeds. Yeah, yeah, Leeds to score two or more goals against Forest, priced at four to six. West Brom to beat Millwall, priced at 17 to 20. And then Oxford and Peterborough to be both teams to score, again, priced at four to six. So the treble pays 4.2 to one. Uh, a £10 stick would return £52. Beautiful. On the nose? Yeah, pretty much on the nose, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, count them pennies. Count them pennies, buddy. Um, yeah honestly yeah the the early kickoff thing some people have the heebie-jeebies but guess what if you go into the three o'clock games and you know a third of your bets done you're in a great place and uh unfortunately it hurts me to say uh no better place (laughs) to bet (laughs) the early kickoff forest away at leeds yeah unfortunately we are expecting that to be a bit of a bloodbath. Um, okay, let's have a look at the joint treble then. Yeah. Um, I've got a proposition for you. Go for it. Should should the early kickoff not work out for whatever reason, why don't we keep the profit chasers happy and not include it in the joint? Yeah, okay, I, I agree with that. Okay, so I propose Fleetwood go in there. Mm-hmm. I feel that they're probably my strongest from mine. So what do you want? Would you prefer West Brom or Oxford Peterborough? I prefer West Brom. Yeah? Okay. And then what do you reckon? You've got either Oxford Peterborough, Plymouth or Bournemouth. What are you feeling? No hard feelings, mate. Bournemouth. Bournemouth? Yeah. Okay. So let me just construct this. So just to reiterate, the joint treble this week is going to be uh, Fleetwood at home to Wimbledon. That is four to five. We're going to have West Brom at home to Millwall. That's 17 to 20. And we're going to have Bournemouth at home to Sheffield United. Three home teams, £10 on, pays a very enticing 64.93. Nice. Yeah, I like that. Sounds good to me. Uh, I think we've got three decent trebles there. Hopefully get us off the mark for the season because um, we came so close last weekend. Let's have a little bit of a look, go our way 
this weekend, I'm, I'm sure, I'm really convinced that we won't see the amount of upsets this weekend that we saw last weekend. So um, I think we've got a great shot. No way. Yeah, agreed. Um, Want to look at fantasy football? Yeah, so I have a quick mention of fantasy football. Um, if you do have an official Premier League fantasy football team, guys, come and join our league. Um, the league code, I'm going to read it out right now. It's SX2NA4. Sierra X-Ray 2, November Alpha 4. Um, join the league. If you win the league, come the end of the season, you'll get a £20 free bet on us. So, you know, it doesn't cost to enter. It's a bit of fun throughout the season. We'll keep... Uh, Plugging it, monitoring it on the podcast every single week to uh, keep everyone updated on how it's all going. And at the end of the season, you could win a £20 free bet. So uh, we had 100 odd people in the league last season. It was, it was really competitive. So if you're good at fantasy football, you back yourself, you fancy your chances, we'd love to see you in the league. Yeah, absolutely. Just to let you know, Tom, I did change the name of my, um, of my team as well. Oh, yeah. What is it now? Your mum, Zahor. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually, I actually, hand on heart, I swear on our friendship, which has been brewing for years and years, I came up with that when I watched West Brom Forest because I was thinking bad things towards Kenneth Zahor. <laughs> and then, yeah, rolled off for Tom. So now my team's your mum, Zahor. That's fantastic. Uh- yeah, I think that's pretty. I feel of, like yeah. you, you're tied now for the best team name in the league. So you've got your mum's a whore and suck my dick off as uh, the two best team names. <laughs> <laughs> two <laughs> bordering on controversial. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh dear. <laughs> okay, guys. So if you have enjoyed the show and you want to extend your podcast loving, uh, feel free to join in on social media. So we've got our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash footballbettingpodcast. And we have our Twitter profile or Twitter account, whatever you call it. That's where we're the most active, T underscore FB podcast to join in with the fun. Um, And if you want to email us with any inquiries, uh, any compliments, suggestions, questions, anything you want, uh, footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. So please do get in touch, guys. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I think that's pretty much it for this weekend. Um, So good luck for the bets for the weekend. We hope you're listening again next week. Good luck to everyone on your bets this weekend. I truly hope that we can bash those bookies together.